Right then, let's get ready for another Hometime Show podcast. We had it all going on in this show you're about to hear. Uh, amazing to speak to Ian Livingston, the creator of the Fighting Fantasy books I was obsessed with in the 80s. I'm bringing back to try and hopefully uh, entertain and educate my 10-year-old daughter during the lockdown. And Russell Kane has got some fantastic things to say about those families that you hate on Facebook who kind of pretend that their lives are brilliant during the lockdown. The kids are sat there learning French when it quite clearly isn't the case. All on the way in this show. Enjoy. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Andy Bush here with your Stay at Hometime show on Absolute Radio, a beacon of musical hope in the gloom of this uh, Wednesday afternoon lockdown. Flying solo this week as Richie is on his holidays. And uh, I think it's fair to say, I don't know if you've got this experience, but for now we're all living through our computers a bit more, maybe more than ever before. We're going to chat to Russell Kane, our uh, celeb at home about that, just after six on this show. He's got some very interesting angles on online communities and the way people are dealing with it. However, online communities are a bit of a thing, particularly Facebook. And I don't know if you've signed up for any Facebook groups. Have you signed up for a Facebook group? It's like a little clan based on a type of interest. And it's a really interesting snapshot of what you're into is if you actually list your Facebook groups, that you're kind of these things that you're part of. Like for me, for example, I am, uh, in terms of Facebook groups, part of Peloton Dads. We've got one of them spinny bikes and all the dads just going about moaning about having a bad back and all that kind of thing and never getting five minutes to have a go on it because the kids are always asking for your help on something. And High Nerdery here, the UK Board Game Exchange. That's another Facebook group uh, that I'm involved in. What a, what a crazy guy I am. My other half, Katie, is uh, part of the Grow Your Own UK Facebook group, which sounds like a narcotics ring, but it's just about growing vegetables in your own back garden. So come on then, cards on the table on this Wednesday afternoon. Tell me what Facebook groups you are involved with. 8-12-15, tweet the show at Absolute Radio. Be honest. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Barbara says, I joined a motorbikers group last year because someone always posts something about the traffic on the A2 regularly so I can check before I go and visit my son. P.S. I don't own a motorbike. Loving your work. You've kind of infiltrated. Uh, Sam Jane Smith says, I've joined a group called Samantha Smith's, which apparently is a load of people with the same name just for fun. That's the weirdest thing ever. Slight element of narcissism there, joining a group that's entirely based on other people around the world with the same name as you, but I like it. And this one's just in from Ian Alexander. He says, Bush, I joined a slow cooker group. Took a while, but the food was worth it. You can say that about slow cookers in general. Julie Young says, anything growing up in the 80s, 90s, local hometown page. People posting photos of all manner of mullets on there. Sounds like my kind of thing. Uh, Mr. Ranty says I'm part of a UK UFO sightings. Just a casual interest, especially after the Pentagon announcement this week. Obviously, Richie's not with me this week because he's on his holidays. He's normally my go-to source for UFO conspiracy theories. What was the Pentagon announcement? Please clarify, Mr. Ranty. And Celia says, uh, I'm part of the Lazy Z Spa Hot Tub Owners and Advice Group. 
Uh, she says, I'm ashamed and I'm scared about my next electricity bill. Uh, it sounds a bit keys in the bowl to me, but hey, whatever floats your boat. Meanwhile, uh, I'm offering you guys an amazing opportunity. If you've had a lockdown birthday and that your birthday has been ruined because you can't leave the house. And I felt really sorry for some people who were getting in touch the other day uh, who can't do anything, can't see their friends, whatever. What we're going to do, we're going to organize a massive Zoom video chat lockdown party on Friday of this week. We'll send you all out a little invite. So you need to get in touch. We'll send you an invite and I'm going to host that party with as many people who've had their birthday ruined by lockdown as we possibly can. So get involved. Hi to Bradley Holloway. It's going to be his birthday on Friday. He's offered to dress up as Boris Johnson in the video chat. Do it, mate. We need a bit of entertainment. Dave Bicker's wife, Michelle, has got her birthday on Monday. Would love it as a surprise. Uh, Georgie's been in touch, uh, and they've had three birthdays ruined in her family. Her 21st, her mum's, uh, which was on Monday, and her dad's as well, which is next week, all trapped in the house because of lockdown. Hopefully, we'll see all of them on Friday. Email the show if you'd like to go, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, and we'll send you an invite to the party on Friday. Meanwhile, Dan's tweet to say, Bush, can you play a motivational song to give my daughter and I the extra push to finish stripping the wallpaper in her room that's a different bit of homeschooling if you're listening on the main station this is the new one from the strokes get going you missed a bit absolute radio the hometime podcast with bush and richie it's what happens when you take out all the music travel news regular news and adverts from the show unfortunately it still contains the two of them talking we're talking about your secret interests. Everyone kind of signs up to Facebook groups, don't they? What Facebook groups have you signed up to? Quite an interesting insight into the kind of person that you are. Uh, this person says, I run a Facebook group called The Coven. Obviously, it's about witches, obviously. Uh, this text says, my Facebook group is for big cat photography. Uh, we're all miserable because we can't visit any zoos to take photos at the moment. That's from Mary in Braintree, who is just about hanging in there during the lockdown. Still, you've got your brilliant photos. Hang in there, Mary. Mary, it'll be absolutely fine. Uh, Bush, it's Michael here from Northampton. Uh, I'm a member of the Stagecoach Bus in Northamptonshire and Bedfordshire Facebook group. Sounds like something Richie Firth would be into. Uh, we discuss fleet movements and service charges, uh, which during the COVID-19 is proving interesting with details of which vehicles are still out working and that's being discussed it's all good fun you know each to their own and michelle is sending an incredible list of stuff that she's into in terms of facebook groups listen to these she's part of the berkshire traffic and travel uh which she says is not very active at the moment overheard in waitrose facebook group overheard in the alehouse facebook group diy doodle grooming what is that i've got no idea and the Twyford Kindness Group. If you can beat those, I'd love to hear from you. You can tweet me now at Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Can I tell you why I love you lot so much? It's because sometimes when I'm doing this show, I'll, I'll delve back into my past and say, oh, does anyone remember this? And then I'll panic thinking... My God, no one will know what the hell I'm talking about. And you always come good. And yesterday we mentioned the uh, fighting fantasy adventure books because I'm talking about uh, delving back into my childhood to try and find inspiration to keep our kids entertained during the lockdown. So I've bought my eldest daughter, the Warlock of Fire to Top Mountain, if you remember that. And I've had so many messages from people who uh, love those books. They were a big part of their childhood, still going strong today. And uh, these are just some of the messages that are coming. Bush, I had Ghostly Towers adventure books when I was a little boy back in the early 90s. The reader is investigating a 
haunted house. You had to roll dice to decide which way to go. You'd also collect certain items as the book progressed. You never got that in any uh, Jane Eyre, did you? That's for sure. Uh, John in Stafford says, Bush, I've got about 30 fighting fantasy books. So cool. It's all I did through the summers back when I was a kid. Uh, C from Leamington Spa says, had all of the Warlock collection. You've just taken me right back to my childhood. And I love this one. I did the same bush with the Warlock of Firetop. Just don't get lost in the maze. We've been going back to page number 354 for a month. Uh, I don't remember that happening 30 years ago. The book is amazing, says Mick and Jez in Dudley. And this final one is just great. Uh, bush, me and my friend did a our first ever fighting fantasy book over Skype chat on Saturday. I've since ordered myself another copy. I absolutely loved it. And I love this ingenuity uh, for keeping ourselves sane during the lockdown. And with this in mind, it's a great honor to have the guy that created these books, Ian Livingston, a living legend, on this show. And I'm going to be chatting to him next. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. This is the Hometime Show on Absolute Radio. It's a Wednesday night. So last night I was talking about dipping into the entertainment uh, that I had when I was a kid to try and uh, entertain my kids now as we're stuck in the lockdown. Uh, and I ended up talking about and buying a copy of Warlock of Firetop Mountain, which is a fighting fantasy book. And I was asking yesterday, do you guys remember those? Wondering whether other people would do or not? And it's those books where you've got like a, you turn to page where whatever it is to go north or to another page to go east. You can kind of choose your path through the narrative based on the numbers on the page. Loads and loads of messages uh, last night about people who uh, still read them, love them, cherish them, a huge part of their childhood. Uh, and it is an honour to have a chat right now with the guy who started it all. Uh, welcome to Home Time, Mr Ian Livingston. Hello. Great to Ian, great to, to have you on board. What, what an amazing thing. Did you ever think when you were writing these books back in the 80s that they would still be so popular? No, it's amazing, but it kind of speaks to the 21st century citizens, I guess, because they are branching narrative, they're interactive, uh, they allow the reader to control the action. So if you lead an interactive life, clearly fighting fantasy appeals to you. And then, you know, with these books that you wrote, the, the ones right at the beginning that I remember so much for my childhood, and they were a real gateway for me to get into stuff like board games and everything like that as well, uh, like Citadel of Chaos and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Do, do you see, like, uh, video games now being kind of the, the modern, uh, pre you know, uh, the, the, the modern family members of those in many ways? Like, they're linked? Well, they are in the fact that, that they are game books. You play through them, and obviously you play through video games. And you know, I've been very much involved in the video games industry as well as the old analogue industry. started Games Workshop in the 70s, wrote Final Fantasy game books in the 80s, and then I was chairman of IDOS. We launched Tomb Raider in the 90s, and I'm still involved with video games with Sumo Group. Um, but the thing about the Final Fantasy game books is that they un in they stimulate your imagination like the like tv and film can't um you know the imagination is powerful and normally most books are a passive experience where you have no control where the story is going to go but with a fighting fancy game book you make all the decisions and that decision making in a fancy world where you're killing monsters and finding treasure children in particular find really exciting and uh, it's amazing to see all the people who read them in the 80s and the early 90s and now getting quite excited we're talking about uh, kind of revives their imagination, the impact we had on it back in the 80s. 
Well, what we used to do when I was a kid, my, my dad bought the Warlock of Firetop Mountain back in the 80s, and he would sit and read it to me and my brother at, at the uh, the table in the kitchen, and then we'd roll the dice and everything. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with my my 10-year-old at, at the moment, Erin. Right. And we'll see how that gets on. I mean, you know, back in the 80s, where did that idea come from, from you? Because there was nothing else like that at the time, Ian. No, well, we used to run these events called Games Day. So we started Games Workshop. We launched Dungeons & Dragons in, in the 70s. And we thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to try and take the essence of a role-playing game, a multiplayer role-playing game, and distill it into a book format and make it a, kind of effectively a, a choice-based adventure where the reader decides where that adventure is going to go. So faced with the challenge, they make the decisions. They might, as a writer, I'm trying to lure people to their deaths or they fall on poison spikes or get fried by a dragon. Yeah. But um, we're problem-solving animals and we always want to kind of try again. And that was the appeal that, um, you know, you want to try and beat the book and you know, we were encouraged to try again and it became a quiet challenge. So a mixture of great narrative and fantastically strong imagery of the, of the artists we used in those days. And, uh, you know, I'm, survived, I'm just delighted to survive the, the, the test of time and they're, you know, they're, they're back in print today. Well, this is it. I mean, Warlock of Firetop Mountain, the book we've just been talking about, 20 million copies plus sold, which is an amazing thing. Do you, do you think that they get the credit and respect that they deserve against other just normal standard fiction books? Um, they, they never got uh, praise in terms of being literary great works because they have this word game attached to them. And most people think games are kind of a trivial experience. And yet they got a whole generation of, of, of children reading because they were so... You know, empowering because through choice and you know come some of my titles city of thieves death trap dungeon sold enormous quantities uh, around the world they were translating over 25 languages but the general media were kind of a bit down on them because i remember the evangelical alliance published an eight-page warning guide about them saying because you're interacting with ghouls and demons you're bound to get possessed by the devil wow, the local vicar amazing threatened to chain himself to the uh, railings of Penguin Books until they were banned, there were petitions sent into them because people thought worried about their children's imagination being stimulated too much. I mean, that was mad. It's crazy as well now. Do you feel that uh, people have, have re-embraced this kind of thing because of, say, Stranger Things or Netflix making Dungeons & Dragons cool again? Do you yeah. feel there's been a real upsurge because of that? Yes, uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, and of course, you know, all the visual stuff you get on TV from Game of Thrones and there was the Lord of the Rings films. That people like to go into worlds of fiction and you know, fantasy worlds steeped in, in tales of old and fable is a very amazing place to go. You know, magic works, dragons exist, uh, her you know, heroic adventures and deeds can happen. It's very exciting and uh, really gets children's imaginations fired up. Oh, well, listen, it's amazing to speak to you. For me, being like a long-time board gamer and getting my kids into it, it's a little bit like having a, a quick chat with Gandalf in terms of legendary status. <laughs> of course, you, Ian. you never cheated, did you, when you played through the books, I'm sure. No, it, it, what, check ahead to see whether the uh, there was some kind of a rolling, spiking ball at the end of uh, one of the corridors. Never in a million years, but it's great that's to see that they're still going strong. So if people were going to buy uh, one of your books today, what's the latest one that's out that they can get and if they want to play it with their family during the lockdown? The new one is called Assassins of Alansia. You have to try and kill or be killed, basically. Trust no one. Sounds like the commute from Essex into central London. Uh, Ian, thank you very much. Ian Livingston, okay, ladies and gentlemen. You. 
Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Big thank you to Ian Livingstone for chatting to me a little bit earlier on, the uh, creator behind the adventure books we so loved in the 80s. And I thought, let's have a little game to do with the fighting fantasy books that will pass the time a little bit on this Wednesday night. Here's my challenge for you, right? Design the modern-day follow-up to the classic Warlock of Firetop Mountain by adding in a thing, a local tourist attraction, from your neck of the woods. Okay, Warlock of dot, dot, dot. What's it going to be? Rob says Warlock of Chessington World of Adventures. Yes, that's the kind of thing we're after. Steve Prince says the Warlock of Blackpool Tower could be a goer. Chunky Lover says the Warlock of Bodrum Kebab House in Ramsgate. Uh, that would have legendary status. And Ben Fowler says the Warlock of Hereford Cider Museum. I think we're onto something good here. Complete the sentence yourself. The Warlock of... Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Andy Bush here with your stay at home time show, just trying to get through the lockdown together each day as it comes. You know what I mean? Taking one day at a time. Uh, one thing that I am struggling with a little bit uh, is the actual weight and volume of my hair at the moment. I can even see it as I'm, as I'm chatting to you at the moment in the corner of my eldest daughter's bedroom. I'm using her like chest of drawers as a desk with the computer on the top. I can see the, the light in the room casting a shadow via my hair uh, onto the wall. And it just looks like the top of like a little mountain or something, little little pile, little tiny little lump of stuff. It's just getting bigger and bigger all the time, and I don't know what I'm going to do about it. My hair at the moment, because it goes quite thick on the sides, I, I look a little bit like Virginia Wade, and that's causing me quite a lot of consternation. So my question for you is this. I've seen a, I'm getting a lot of chat on our friends' WhatsApp groups about people taking clippers to their own hair. I'm sure I saw somewhere that some hairdressers were offering online one-to-one tutorials about how to do your hair. I'm quite concerned. If I start, you know, taking some clippers to it, I'm going to look like an extra in uh, a moon-based colony sci-fi film, something set in the future. Do you know what I mean? They always have their hair shaved very aggressively at the sides. Or look like someone from a Mad Max movie. I should have, like, leather pads on the shoulders with spikes. So if you've got any tips for someone who's never cut their own hair before, where's a good place to start? Kitchen scissors or clippers, like you're shearing some kind of sheep uh, during lambing season or something like that. Please give me some intel here. You can tweet me at Absolute Radio. I need your help. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. So uh, we've been dipping in uh, to the houses of people that we normally see on the telly just to check in on how they're doing during lockdown. And our celeb at home today on the Home Time Show, very honoured to have the brilliant comedian Russell Kane with us. Russell, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Keeping my head straight just about, doing, keeping myself busy. It's not easy. Uh, where, where are we speaking to you from right now in your house? Switch bit? My, 